Hey there, everybody. I'm Tim Muma, and you've checked into one of our newer podcasts on LJN Radio called You Do What? Here we check in on a variety of non-traditional jobs just to let you know you have many options for a career. You might just need to figure out what it is you like to do and then learn the necessary skills. It's more of a laid-back approach, but with some serious tips and advice. Today, we're actually talking about cartography, which is, of course, the science and art of making maps. All of us have used a map at some point, either in print or electronically, but rarely do we really think of how we ended up with them. To help us fill in the blanks of this unique profession, we're joined by Megan Smith from Washington, D.C., who just happens to be a cartographer from the United States Census Bureau. Megan, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, Tim. First and foremost, if you could give the listeners a little bit of an idea of uh, just what it is you do exactly and and a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, Well, I am a cartographer for the U.S. Census Bureau. So first and foremost, I make maps. Now, there's several different types of maps that we make. There are thematic maps, and which are show shades of color, either by county or by state. Or there are also usable maps that show road networks and help people get around. For the decennial census, for example, we created 17.6 million maps <laughs> for people to use so they could go door to door. Wow. Yes. So uh, we used a quite a few maps. We created a lot of quite a few maps and that was actually all done within the span of one month time. So back in 2009. So you guys were kept pretty busy there during that time. We did. Yes, it was uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty busy. And we're still keeping busy. A lot of people think that because I work for the Census Bureau, that, you know, on the off years, what do we do? Well, right now we're making maps of what came out of the decennial census. So particularly, Right now, we're working on maps for Congress of their political boundaries of the congressional districts, and uh, that's been a pretty pretty fun, pretty fun task. It's a little tedious, but it's a lot of fun. A little bit about myself. I've been a cartographer here with the Census Bureau for about four and a half years. I came through it through, I have my degree in geography from the University of Central Oklahoma, Okay. and I got into geography. It's kind of funny, actually. I didn't expect to fall into geography at all or cartography at all. I was a history education major. Yeah, that's close. And, you know, you're, you're somewhere yeah, in the realm, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I, and I had to take a geography course. And I actually was dreading taking the geography course because I am not a person. Physical geography, not my thing. Memorizing where places are and mountains, ranges, and things like that, not my thing. But I had a professor who used back then of what was a brand new thing called YouTube to describe some uh, geography concepts. And uh, I fell in love with it. So um, he convinced me to minor in it and then eventually switch my major from history education to geography. And with that, he suggested that GIS, which is Geographic Information Sciences, mm-hmm. and cartography are the ways to get into geography with jobs in that realm. Your story a little bit is kind of, you know, what we look at with these shows is that, I mean, you don't know where your path is going to lead, how you're going to, you know, maybe fall in love with something, as you sort of mentioned. I mean, with the education side of that, though, I mean, you obviously you had to switch gears a little bit. Your route may be a little different than what other people go through. What are, what are people looking at if they're interested in this area in terms of 
degrees or schools? I mean, are there a lot of options out there? Are there are particular areas they need to go into? What's sort of the, the layout as far as education goes? Well, education, I think it can vary. Uh, the people that I work with are 17 cartographers that I work with in my office. And um, they have varying backgrounds. We have one coworker who has his degree in English. I have another person. My boss is actually has her degree in wildlife biology. And there's another person in my office that has his degree in fine arts. So there's a varying background that you can get into this. It's all, um, I think, how you kind of come into it. I don't think anybody, not very, I can't say that. There's a lot of, <laughs> I was going to say that there, a lot of people just kind of stumble their way into geography. Sure. There's uh, some people that come in from like political science. And I came in from history education, but I was also a music education major, you know, so it kind of, I think the education just kind of varies. If if you're looking to get into geography or GIS, I'm, you know, maybe take a GIS, which is geographic information science course at a community college or, and see what that's like, or, you know, take a cartography course at a community college or just look there's so many resources online nowadays sure. that you can go and take a look at those types of things. Or you could take, I've heard of what's called a MOOC. I'm not exactly sure what that stands for, <laughs> um, but there are, there, there are online courses that you're taking at a legitimate college, but it's for no credit. Sure. And so you can take a look into those and uh, see if any of those interest you. It definitely sounds like an industry that, uh, you know, as you said, sort of all over the map. No pun intended, I promise that. But, uh, again, maybe you just sort of fall into it, stumble into it, realize this is something you want to go into. So with that in mind, if people are maybe, again, maybe looking to sort of get their foot in the door or have these ideas of, well, what if I, how, how do I know if I would like this or not? Are there any extracurricular type activities or any activities in general that maybe you would suggest hey, go out and try this. Again, not necessarily the, the schooling side of things, but it could be some sort of volunteer work or going to some sort of activity center. I mean, do you have any sort of suggestions for people out there? Yeah. For me personally, I did a couple of internships. I actually was an intern with the Census Bureau back in the summer of 2008. Okay. And I was also an intern in the, at the Oklahoma Department of Environmental Quality doing GPSing of landfills, of all things, too. <laughs> to do. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, it got me outside. And I think that's one of the things that I really enjoy about my job is that it gets you outside of, of the office on occasion, you know? So I, I was able to GPS landfills. It was pretty smelly, but you know, it worked. Um, and I got a lot of experience from that, that, that job or internship. And so I, you know, I would suggest internships. There's a lot of people nowadays that because the online mapping industry has pretty much exploded with the use of things like Google mm -hmm. and Bing maps and this like. I think that there's a lot of, you know, not-for-profit organizations that would like to do some mapping but have no idea where to begin. So uh, if, if you have an organization that you know of that would like to have maps made, you may want to, you know, offer your services and see where it takes you. Uh, and, and see if you can help them in any way. They may already have the software that you need to get started, and they're just looking for somebody to fulfill that need. When it comes to maps, then, I mean, obviously people initially think of locations, you know, 
states, cities, that sort of thing. Is there more of a, a need, uh, again, because of technology, is there more of a need to sort of, like you said, landfills and maybe recreational parks and things like that where you really have to go out and, and get the details as opposed to, okay, yeah, we can go, as you said, online and find plenty of, of maps of cities and states and, I mean, really detailed maps that way. What would you say is maybe where the push is in terms of if you're going into cartography? Uh, I think that it's heading towards digital cartography. And, and as as a result, there's also additional skills that you are you need aside from just the pure knowledge of how to make a map. There's, you know, there's kind of a finesse and an art to cartography with regards to color choices and where things go, how, how things are placed on the map. And it's a lot different to do that on paper map versus a web map, because then you have to be able to potentially leverage a server. You have, mm-hmm. to, you have to deal with server issues at that point and how, how fast things come up, uh, you know, text comes up on the map. And it, it seems like it should be just a simple, simple you know, zoom in and it, it renders very quickly, but that's not always the case. So I hope I, I don't know if that answered your question or not. I mean, in, in, a, in an offshoot kind of way, because as I had one of the questions ahead of time to you, is the idea of technology and how it has changed things a little bit and obviously improved in a lot of ways. So if you walked us through a typical day, and I know things can be different depending on maybe what stage you're at with something, are you right. going out then in actually visualizing all this and jotting notes down? Is it become mostly electronic? I guess, how does it all work in terms of seeing where you're at and then creating that visual, as you said, with the different colors and legends and designs and that sort of thing. Right. So mostly when it comes to our end of things, a cartographer's end of things, we don't really get out into the field all that much. We have 12 regional offices that uh, we have geographers that will go and physically go and, and update our road network, for instance. They'll go and GPS our roads. Or there's a constant, you know, update that we try to do. Here at the Bureau, when it gets to our portion, we then take all of that that everybody else has put into the system and then extract that and kind of manipulate it in a way and put it on a map. Um, we, We have what's called an Oracle Spatial Database that all of that information that the geographers put in is then created into, without trying to get too technical, they... We create what's called a benchmark, so a snapshot of our database. Okay. And then from there, they create a cartographic database, uh, which helps us with roads, networks, and helps us then with roads and incorporated places and census-designated places and counties and so on and so forth. And then we take that, and for the 2010 census, we created a software in-house called the Census Automated Map Production System that then used Perl and PL-SQL scripts and um, created a map using all of these complicated and fun uh, little modules. But that (laughs) required us to do, because it was created in-house, it was all of us that were doing the programming for Mm -hmm. it as well. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's a little bit of a background of programming needed as well nowadays. 
Well, and you touched on that a little bit, and that was obviously a question I think people have in terms of skill. Do you have to have an artistic background? I mean, there it has to be obviously an art element to it when it comes to what you're creating. I mean, is there creative freedom in terms of colors and scheme, that sort of thing? How does that all work in terms of skill to actually create these maps? Yes. Well, that's one thing that is one of the bones of contention with us in the cartographic industry and the public side of things that don't necessarily have a cartographic background. Sure. Because there is, I would say, a finesse to how colors are put together. And you can lie with maps. I don't think people realize that necessarily, <laughs> that there's, there's a way to lie with maps or to make things not seem as what they appear or to... How do I put this? Can, well, so, can, you, can you give us an example of, of what that might be like if it does happen, just so many people keep their eyes out? Right. So, I mean, there's you could change red, for example, kind of gives you the image of warning or, ooh, look at this. Whereas, you know, you can you can highlight something that's that's not necessarily important using okay. a bright color, whereas subduing the the background color, which is actually what the real story should be telling, but because you have highlighted this with the red, it bounces out at you more than what something else is should. And there's different different kinds of ramps, uh, color ramps that you can use. And I, if you look at colorbrewer.org, it gives you a good example of what colors that you can use and should use. So I mean, like you can not only lie with maps, but you can I wouldn't necessarily use like yellow to show Asians or blacks to show African-American populations. You, you, you know, you, there's a sensitivity that you need to show as well Sure. when you're using colors with maps. So um, there's, there is kind of an art background needed, I mm-hmm. think, a little bit. You learn in cartography classes how to use colors well and to tell the story that you are trying to show. Well, and that is that is an interesting part of it. As you said, you know, most people probably, again, they look at a map, they just want to figure out, get here to there. They may not think of those things, but subconsciously, maybe it hits them. And, and you mentioned sensitivity to, to different, you know, diverse situations, whether it be individuals or, or groups, that sort of thing. So I think, I mean, I think that is interesting. I think something, again, people wouldn't think of when it comes to the creation of maps. Is that something that you enjoy? I mean, having sort of that freedom or, or what, what aspects otherwise do you really love about your job and, and really take pride in? Yeah, I love the creative side to the cartography. I like that there's a lot of detail-oriented things that go on with cartography. And I like at the end of the day that there is a solid product that I produce. I can print it off. I can look at it. I have It's tangible. You know, it's it's... It's nice to look at reports, but it's also nice to be able to have, ooh, this pretty map that I've just <laughs> made. So, um, you know, that those things are things that I enjoy. I also really like that my office is really flexible. And I, I think that's true. I don't know about other offices per se, but the, the couple of offices that I have worked in, they're really flexible in, you know, giving you a cartographic license. And it's a really collaborative atmosphere. Okay getting to, you get the opinions of others. So when you make a map, there's also a review process that goes along with it. So I don't just, I'm not the only one that's making the map. I have somebody else that reviews it and makes sure that everything is accurate and colors look nice and that the format is nice. And it's a kind of a tedious process, which can be a pain on occasions because 
one of the very first maps that I made had, I think, 42 different versions of it before I got to the final PDF. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's constant, you know, change this, move it over, you know, a a centimeter or move it over a half an inch and see how that looks. Well, that doesn't look nice, so let's scrap that and then move it up, you know, move this here and and change this color to this color. Well, that color doesn't really look very nice, so let's change it to a different color. And, ooh, this color looks fine out on the screen, but it does not look okay on paper. It doesn't necessarily correlate. So, um, you know, there's... And and just because it looks fine in color does not necessarily mean it looks nice in black and white when somebody is printing it in black and white because they don't have a color printer or they're photocopying it or what have you. Much like most jobs, you know, we all see the final product, but the the painstaking detail that you go through is uh, is something that people really don't think about unless you're in the profession. Correct. Uh, but you know, I in the end of the day, I really kind of enjoy it because it's because it's so tedious. You you get to uh, you learn a lot from making mistakes, and um, I think that it makes a, you a better. To me, it makes me a better cartographer. And as much as, a, as it's a pain and, and uh, it's a learning process, I, at the end of the day, it, I really do enjoy what I do. Well, you brought up something there that definitely popped in my head and some of my colleagues had asked about too, the idea of mistakes. As you said, you're not alone. Everyone's working together and catching these things and moving things here or there. But invariably, it's going to happen where the final product does have a mistake. How, how does that come about? Does somebody within you know, your organization notice it? Do you get a call from, from people from time to time? How does that work when, you know, some sort of mistake does slip through the cracks? Yes. Normally, if we do make mistakes, our office does. And it's not, it's few and far between, especially when it comes to public products. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but because it does. Mm-hmm. But when, we, when it does happen, it's usually either caught by the public. The public will email us and say, hey, did you know that blah, 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 blah. Or, um, Somebody else will notice. Maybe a, a staffer at the con- you know, for the Congress will will notice, or even sometimes a lot of the times it can get through four levels of review here, and then the fifth level will catch something sure. that wasn't noticed before, and so we have to go back and uh, fix it. You know, so it's um, we it happens when it does happen. We try our hardest to fix it as soon as we possibly can. We are getting a little low on time, but I did want to ask also in terms of if you weren't doing this, I mean, what, what do you think you would have been ended up getting into? Do you still have any interests uh, outside of, of doing, you know, the, the map making side of things? I mean, how does that sort of all work together? Because as you mentioned, this definitely was not something you were looking into doing initially. Right. I think that if I wasn't doing cartography, um, I would probably be, be a history teacher, okay. I think. Or I have also really found passion for working with fighting uh, human trafficking so which is also a off the wall topic but yeah we'll, um, we'll have to touch on that on a different day i think yes yeah i think so uh, but uh, yeah i think that one of those two jobs or a music teacher i think would be the other job profession that i would have gotten into so do you stay involved i mean especially the the history side of things uh, do you stay involved in terms of you know, your current profession, maybe delving into some teaching down the road. Have you had those kind of thoughts at all? Yeah, I, I think that I, I have thought about getting it back into teaching. Um, I have been able to go with my job as a cartographer. There's a local elementary school that invited me to come and speak with their elementary students about cartography. Okay. 
And uh, so, there, I mean, their opportunities are there, and I enjoy them when I get the opportunity to do things like that. So, um, yeah, I thought about going back and getting my master's degree in either geography or cartography and going and teaching at a collegiate level, which would be fun. But I haven't actually gone and <laughs> taken the steps to do that yet. So, Well, it sounds like you love what you're doing now. So I, I don't think uh, it doesn't sound like you have many complaints. In terms of getting back to this profession, this industry, for those listening, what would be any final tips or advice you'd give them if they were looking to get into this or explore it a little bit? And what, what should they really know that maybe you would you would have liked to have known or, or something that would have helped you along the way as they possibly think about this as a career? As far as advice is concerned, I think that going out there and trying it is very helpful to anyone who is considering doing that. Just doing your basic research online, looking at the different types of cartography that are out there, because it's not just necessarily census cartography that's out there, but there's also, you can do urban planning mm-hmm. or, you know, the different realms of geography are very wide. And so I think that if somebody's interested in cartography, just, just go on the online and see what's out there. And you might fall in love with it like you did. I mean, that's kind of the idea, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time here today on LGN Radio and this episode of You Do What? Our expert in the world of cartography has been Megan Smith, a cartographer with the U.S. Census Bureau over in D.C. Megan, thanks a lot for the information and uh, some of your perspectives regarding this industry. Thank you, Tim. Of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So please send us any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts. Maybe you're curious about another type of non-traditional or maybe just some sort of outrageous job as well. Shoot us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com and we'll try to get that info for you. That'll wrap it up for us on this edition of You Do What? here on LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everyone. 